you're listening to Geek Jabber Live, the show where the main host has a face for radio and a voice for silent movies. Strap yourselves in and dial up the disappointment. Welcome to Geek Jabber Live. Words, words, introduction, stuff, <laughs> something. Yeah, we're like, this is another week of this shit. To the uh, maybe zero point seven people who tune into it. Hey, I'm sure there are at least one point zero listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so another week of Geek Jabber Live, and we're doing episode nineteen. And as you can tell, we have the um, it's a two-person show. The other person being from that penis-shaped country called uh, Sweden, known as Qwerty. How are you tonight or today? Uh, today and um, doing uh, moderately good, <laughs> I guess you can say. I got my coffee, so I think I can stay awake. Yes, yeah, so uh, and I'm hoping for exciting content. Yay! So, yeah, we're talking today about oh, pirate. Okay, that was a terrible impression. We're talking about our uh, pirated software. What we learnt here is that I cannot make pirate noises. Yeah, that's surprising. I would have figured you'd make a great pirate. Yes. But that's another topic. (laughs) Yeah, so we're basically talking about pirated software and why you probably shouldn't use it. So... Uh, Yep. So so let's uh, dive straight into some of the um, disadvantages of pirated software yeah I think the major one is um, you never know what the pirates have done with the software to make it work on your computer yeah that's a big thing I've actually noticed is um, there's been a couple of I haven't had to do one in a couple of years because I don't do much of that sort of stuff anymore but when I was doing a lot of uh of virus cleanups, the fact that people were yeah. using pirated software um, tended to be a bit of a recurring theme. Um, so <laughs> quite often it's not the actual pirated software itself that's actually the problem. It's the cracks and the key generators yeah. that you apply to make it work. They tend yeah. to have quite a lot of excess baggage in the form of viruses and trojans and other sorts of malware that um that come packaged with it so yeah you yeah and they they like to phone home yeah um cracks malware and stuff yeah so yeah you're basically opening up yourself to all sorts of infections and your computer just generally fucking up Well, if you want to share your computer with um, Russian or Chinese or other bad guys, um, well, it's not uh, even right necessarily like trying to not get too racist in the show. It's not necessarily just <laughs> Russians or Chinese. It's just ch- criminals in general. Um, they well, make- true. They're um, then there's the major ones and the minor ones. Yeah, and of course, if you're uh, uh, have a reason to uh, avoid the attention of uh, 
uh, lots of different governments you probably don't want to yeah <laughs> yeah so but, um, yeah so that's probably the biggest um yeah reason why you probably should avoid pirated software um yeah and also um eventually you're gonna get uh updates security updates and ordinary updates for the software yeah like for office and uh, uh it's a security risk yeah basically so, if you have an old not updated yeah so you're yeah again yeah. that that's actually a very valid point you uh, with the pirated stuff you're not you're not guaranteed of getting updates because um, um i think your microsoft uh, i think in particular are particularly keen to point out that um <laughs> yeah they try to avoid yeah. giving um sending out updates to pirated uh pirated versions so yeah it might work it might not and if it doesn't you're opening up again to um security issues in general because they're not you're not getting the patches to fix them but that also brings yeah. me into the next question or the next point which is just generally lack of technical support so um if you're the type of person that um is not so technically literate and you rely on manufacturers to provide technical support for the um, software that you use if you're running um, if you're running pirated software the developers are not obligated to provide you with technical support so they're yeah. no, they're quite likely to tell you to go get fucked no, they're probably more likely to tell you to buy a legit legitimate copy and um, work out the money for the software. Yeah. Then you get support. Yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll get yeah. um, the support that you um, that you should be getting. Yeah. Um, so that's a. Um, I think finally. So in other words, there's uh, very little chance you can call. Uh, Microsoft and complain your software is not working if um, uh, it's pirated. Yeah. Because, yeah, is it caused by the piracy or is it caused by a Microsoft bug? Feature <laughs> uh, bug. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, the final point that I had was that technically um, you're breaching copyright law. Um, now, well, yeah, now... I think the chances of you being pursued for that as an individual user is quite low, but yeah. st still it's technically not legal and they, they could pursue you if they wanted to. Yeah. And I wonder how it is with, if you use it for, um, download it on a work computer, if they allow you to download stuff on a work computer, if the, uh, company that you work for yeah well um, um well um they, they can get very mad also and yep. they can get in trouble yep. and you can get yep. fired yeah well the the first question i'd have there is why is um your company allowing you to install random software but yeah you're otherwise yeah. quite right like if um 
if you are able to install software and use it in connection yep. with your employment, then um, technically your employer could get in trouble as well. So they'll probably have something yeah. to say about it. So oh yeah, so that's where if you are using for it for your as part of your employment, you should really be uh, going to your employer and asking them to pay for it. Yeah. Um, basically, don't download the pirated stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, did you did you have sort of anything to add to uh, any of those points that we've actually raised? Only that uh, the major thing with pirated software is uh, it's a security issue. Both for, I mean, there's um, Trojans and viruses that will steal your banking details, your whole life, which you never know if there is, um, or backdoors that yep. uh, you never know. Yeah. And it even goes um, as far as, um, and this is something I sort of heard about fairly recently, um, because you know, with the site being... Uh, with the GeekJobber site being based on WordPress, I came across the uh, concept of what's known as a nulled theme or a nulled plugin for WordPress, which yeah. is where you know, they've basically bypassed... It's basically piracy for WordPress plugins, where they bypass <laughs> the security to uh, give you a commercial license without paying for it. And there are some that will even go as far as the agreements you make when you when you buy these nulled plugins allows the yeah. the uh, criminals to basically take over your site, and it's part of the contract you agree to when you actually buy the plugin. And of course, um, that's where you things start to get complicated because a you technically agreed to it, and b you know, you're going to, for you to do anything about it. You're going to have to confess that you've been basically pirating plugins. Yeah, and it uh, if you have a web server with WordPress or something else, uh, you also open it up to uh, be turned into a botnet or something else that uh, uh, you don't want your uh, nice little uh, WordPress site to DDoS uh, the White House or. Some, some, uh, something else yeah. uh, that uh, people like to DDoS. Yeah. So I suppose with all that um, said and done, um, I suppose we should jump into what you should be doing to actually yeah. get, to get sort of legit, the software legitimately or if for some reason you can't do that, look at alternatives. Um, so the first option um, is to simply pay for a license. So um, yeah, there's there's still some horribly expensive software, and there's still Cough, some uh, Adobe, yeah. Creative Suite. Uh... Yeah. So <laughs> and I think there are some people who protest at having to pay monthly for a subscription for software. But yeah. it is still an option to act, to actually pay for 
a legitimate version of the software. Um, and, yeah. and so that if there is a reason where that you must use a particular piece of software, for instance, you're using it as part of um, study, studies at a university or some sort of school, or it's something your employer insists that you use, although they should be paying for it. Um, if it's something like that where you must use a particular piece of software, the simplest option is to just pay for it. Um, yeah, and also investigate different... Um, I know they have special licenses for like university students. You can yeah. get a um, much cheaper license for an office if, you're, yes. if it's office you want. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, you can go through your university if it's for school. They will often have educational discounts, um, which means you're paying a lot less for that soft uh, for that software. Uh, Microsoft has the Home Usage Program, uh, which isn't as good as it used to be, but it means that if you need Microsoft Office, you're paying a lower lower monthly fee to get access to. Office 365. Yeah, I think they have like a family option or something if you uh, like your family and your kids need the office also. Yeah. That is fairly cheap. Yeah. Or um, what you can get for money. And so, but they, I think there are also sites where you can get non Office 365 licenses. Yeah, so um, a popular one, and I'm hesitant to... I don't normally bring up um, particular brands um, or particular sort of sales avenues because um, I can be accused of favouritism, but I know in Australia um, you've got saveonit.com.au, um, which, which has legitimate... Um, like licenses for Office and for a couple of other products, and they tend yeah. to be, um, they tend to be one-off licenses. They tend to be a little bit cheaper than if you were to go directly from Microsoft. And they are a legitimate reseller, so they're generally well trusted. Yeah. Um, you might have one for Sweden or for someone who's outside of Australia. If you can think of uh, no, none that comes to mind at the moment. So yeah. it's been so long since I I had um or still have um what do you call it corporate license uh, uh, that lasts forever. So yep. uh, but um, uh, I be also believe Amazon has licenses you can get for Windows and Office if that's yep. what you want. Yeah, and again, they they can be slightly cheaper than going directly from Microsoft. Yeah. Um, so that that's you're not sort of necessarily stuck. There are various options for um, if you must have have that particular commercial product for whatever reason. You've got certain ways of legitimately getting it yeah. for slightly lower cost. So. If cost is the main reason you're doing it, um, that's not necessarily going to be like a barrier. You can sometimes have a bit of a look around and try and get a cheaper version of it. 
Um, but going to option two, if there is a little bit of flexibility, um, you can look at um, investigating cheaper commercial offerings. Um, so I'm thinking here, I'll, I'll use the Adobe products as an example. Um, so you've got things like um, Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop and Adobe InDesign as sort of some of the yeah. industry heavyweights for sort of desktop publishing and photo editing and um, that sort of stuff. Uh, they do offer, in some cases, slightly cheaper alternatives. So there's Adobe, if you're just doing photo editing and don't need um, need the full Photoshop, you can get Lightroom, which I think co you can cost a little bit less. Uh, but there's, yeah, you can, even you can get uh, like Lightroom and Photoshop in a yep. for photographers deal. Yeah, um, just the two yep. programs. But even if you don't want to go down that path, no, Corel seems to be a is sort of still around and yeah. offer, offers sort of similar sort of products at at a different price point. So. Um, I think it's the Corel Draw and Corel Photo Paint. You've also got things like Art Weaver, which comes in a free and a paid version, which offers sort of similar sorts of tools and are a little bit less, yeah. little bit less expensive. So you can have a look around. Um, of, yeah. co of course, uh, no, you need to make sure you're sticking to... You're, well, you're being careful about where you go. You don't want to go to... <laughs> www. This looks legitimate, but is actually a scam site. com. So you know, obviously, yeah. keep your wits about you. But there are certainly alternatives like Corel, Artweaver, for the graphic stuff. Yeah, um, and um, I know many uh, create PDFs of there. There are different, uh, which I can't remember now, but there, there are different. Um, alternatives to than the Adobe PDF creator. So you've thing. got things like Power PDF is one that comes to to mind fairly quickly. Yeah. So yeah, there are definitely cheaper alternatives if you're looking at um at um going down the sort of cheaper commercial software. Um, I suppose the final one, because this should be, this should be, it would be remiss of me not to mention open source. So I, uh, there's a lot of open source tools. Um, like when we think of open source, we typically think of stuff for um, Linux. But um, any open source developer who is worth anything is going to offer stuff cross-platform so also yeah. covering at least windows and also mac os because um like much as they'd love everybody to be on linux you know a lot of people still use windows a lot of people still use mac so they're going to offer stuff cross-platform so even um there are even options for open source stuff that is not necessarily terrible. Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think. There's uh, 
the name escapes me, but there's um, a popular design tool that's sort of for... Uh, you mean like Krita, Krita? Yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. But uh, even things like um, GIMP for photo editing or... Yeah. Um, something like um, Audacity for audio editing. So there yeah. are... So there and are... Uh, if you don't need... Um like uh, Microsoft Outlook uh, Mozilla Thunderbird is uh, still the best uh, email program if you want your email on yeah. your local computer yes. uh, Inkspace, could it be that one? Yeah, Inkspace was the one I was um, thinking of, so Inkspace yeah. for sort of general sort of page layout and um, sort of yeah. free, free from drawing so there are plenty of capable open source alternatives uh, that are actually surprising, surprisingly capable. So if you're willing yeah. to give that a go, um, there's um, an avenue to get the, get the software quite easily, and usually the software is free. Um, the downside... Well, the downside is that um, the way they're supported is a little bit diff um, different. Yeah, and they're not always the most polished software. It's like uh, so. Some is better than others. So things like I use the Firefox browser. I think we've talked about that before, and Firefox is yeah. really quite good. Um, something like um, OBS for streaming is actually quite good. Um, yeah. Uh, LibreOffice and OpenOffice, I think, uh, have come a long way, so they're quite can be quite good tools as just general office suites. Uh, so you have got those open source software that can actually be quite decent, but the yeah the downside is it um it can be the support arrangements are a little bit different. So there's generally no phone number that you can call and say, hey, I need help. It's generally supported through mailing lists, At least, through forums, yeah, it's gonna, which um, yeah. are not always newbie-friendly. I was going to say, if they have support for it, it's usually some kind of pay yeah. uh, version or pay, or, or you pay for support. So, yeah. Your own uh, paid support. Yeah. So I know some some companies have open source software you can download for free, but if you want support for it, you have to pay for it, which is kind of... Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I can understand. Yeah, I suspect MySQL is what you're thinking of there. Their community edition is free, but yeah. uh, you have to pay yeah. for support. So that can be an issue for some users if you need to have your hand held through setting it up and getting working. But for people, yeah. who, people who are technically literate enough to work things out for themselves, um, open source is not a terrible option. Or people who have nerdy friends who like open source. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to check with your well, surrounding friends, family, if they have suggestions for both open source and cheaper alternative commercial yeah. programs also. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got those options. 
available to you. So hopefully that steers you in the direction of getting legitimate software that doesn't cripple your computer. Yeah. And again, uh, the main reason why not to use pirated software is security. Yeah. Um, both with the up update security updates that you don't get with the pirated software and uh, uh, you never know what kind of extra code they put into the pirated software. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, that's um, sort of... Yeah, so going back to that point just one more time. Yeah, when I was doing sort of more, people would give me their computers and I'd fix them up and I was cleaning yeah. up viruses. Um, pirated software was becoming a bit of a recurring theme. Oh, so, yeah. And if you um, share software, um, the pirated software can spread, if you share files with uh, other people, the pirated software can spread to those people also. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't want to inf infect your friends. Yeah. But on that note, uh, I think it's about time to uh, wrap the show up. So thank you, Mr. Quirky, yeah. for joining us tonight. And um, thank you yeah. to the 0.3 people that might be listening to the show. Hey, 1.0 <laughs> at least. <Yes. laughs> uh, and don't forget to check out the geekyabber.com website. And also uh, don't, don't remember to... Uh, Join our Discord server as well, which you can see in the social links as well. Yep. And um, I suppose uh, one more thing for if you've made it this far into the um, into the actual um, show, I should. I you might remember last week or last show we yeah. talked we talked about the uh, Geek Jabber merch store um this isn't an announcement about the geek ever underwear merchandise <laughs> well i've got no I, i've got no underwear up there yet but i have kind of cobbled something together um i don't think it's really going to be a big thing so i'm not going to push it too much but i've made an announcement in the discord i'll make an announcement here as well geekjabber.com forward slash shop and um, at the moment, I've got a couple of T-shirts there, a hoodie, a cap, and just for QWERTY, a coffee cup. <laughs> because we know, we know you love your coffee. Um, Somewhat. Yes. So <laughs> I, I would be very surprised if anybody bought anything. I do believe there was a request in the Discord for... Uh, Geekyabber underwear, so uh, I'll just leave it up there. Yes, that was from Electrohead. So, yeah, I might throw something in there at some point. But, um, yeah. yeah, on that note, so I think we'll wrap the show up and uh, call it call it a night. So, thank you. Katie. Yeah, um, back in two weeks, I think. Yes, back in two weeks. Okay, bye-bye, okay. everybody. Thank you for today. <laughs>